Live from Trollywood is Season 2 of Trolley's Podcast Project, brought to you in association with Bird's Eye Foods. Providing Bird's Eye Foods for you today is Japanese tourist industry. I like the Japanese tourist industry because it allows me to say things on television that I wouldn't be usually allowed to say. Like, I'm a Japanese man and here's my spout. I'm a handle. I prefer Haydn. Good night. Well, ladies and gentlemen, back for another run. We are 2007-2008 promises to be a good year. Well, it was a good year last year. I see no reason to see why it shouldn't be a good year this year. No, I see the same as you. A path in front of us. A path? Where does it lead? Ah! Is it long and winding? It is. Ah, but where does it lead? Does it lead to your door? Directly. Uh Aha, thought so. The back door. And the front door. Well. It's kind of we have the back door next to the front door. Oh really? Yeah. Wild. Because we only got one door in the house. Oh, so you call it back and front? Yeah. Oh, for another. Anyway, welcome back to the second season of Trolley's podcast project. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. The second season. Second. Second, second season. Second season. Second season. And today, of course, uh, well, this month, it's time of morning. We're we're marking a very important. Anniversary. So a special. Yeah. Well, I mean, what with all the trouble in the world? I mean, that little boy who was shot the other week. Rhys Jones. Rhys Jones. Yeah. Madeleine McCann still missing, probably yeah. dead. Maybe. And we thought we'd look back and remember that well, things was... have been awful for at least ten years now. And it's all because of one thing. Terrible, terrible, terrible action. One horrible action. And that, of course, action is... Ten years ago, Tony Blair came to power. He did. And that was the world's worst occurrence. Um, wait, wait. That wasn't what we were talking about. No. Um, no, no, it was the Diana thing. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. That's yeah. It was because, you know, Diana got killed. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, on, on the orders of... Yeah, of, no, no. of Elton John. Because <laughs> he wanted to sell records. He did. He said, okay. Can I have to get some? Brilliant. Brilliant. Put it in the funeral. Yeah. I'm telling him sorry. But he was in league with MI5 and everyone. Yeah, yeah. They all knew about that. Along with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Wanker. Wanker. Drug down. Toss He was awful with Nail Nye, wasn't he? He was what? Awful with Nail Nye. He wasn't in it. Well, that's why it's so bad. Anyway. We'll move on because remember the last podcast we just whistled on for about an hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> should we do that again? No, that's not okay. No, um, we wouldn't be so cruel. So anyway, Diana, tenth anniversary of her death. We're going to mourn her again. Terribly sad, and we're going to this this podcast, this first of the second series, is a Diana special. Here's to you, O Queen of Loveliness and Greatness, the People's Princess. The People's Princess The People's Princess The People's Princess The People's Princess
at Enid Blyton's editor's office. So, um, Enid, what's next? You know, have the famous five. What's what's your next big idea? Um, uh, the uh, the secret seven. Yeah. Having difficulty writing your personal statement. Well, we have two. So I've put together this little advice section for you. How to write the ideal personal statement. The unpersonal statement. Diligent, my arse is, says Mr Jenkins, my psychiatrist. I, quite frankly, am the most useless, talentless, brainless individual you will ever have the misfortune to cross paths with. I have never been interested in anything academic, to be honest. I prefer my own company. I sit in the middle of my bedroom observing the woodland animals that lay dead across it. A bleeding hedgehog is pinned to my wall next to a defaced poster of Kirsten Dunst, a knife sticking out of her head. She is hurt, and there is nothing she can do. Half-dead unfed badgers and foxes litter my floor. Their feeble attempts at escape amuse me. In my free time, I watch them. Sometimes I collect more. I love collecting things. Conkers, flower petals... Human remains. I don't know why I am applying for this university. I was just told to. I love the Bible. Let me come, please. I'll be a good boy. Timothy Grimshack Tongsley II. Hi, I'm John Peel, and I just love anthropology. What's that coming over the hill? Is it a monster? No, it's just Winnie the Pooh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Alan Bennett, reading Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robin with Owl perched upon his shoulder. Hello, Pooh, said Owl in his usual terms. Why, hello, Pooh, hello, Piglet, said Christopher Robin, looking up from where he stood, where there appeared to be a set of tracks. Pooh, 
said Christopher Robin. I'd like your opinion on something. What do you make of these tracks? Pooh peered at them and said, glancing back up at Christopher Robin, Well, they are mysterious. I wonder what could have made tracks like those. What do you think, Piglet? Well, said Piglet, sighing, I don't give a rat's arse about those tracks. I just want to have fun. Amen to that, said Owl, beginning at once to peck out Christopher Robin's eyes. Oh, good, said Pooh, rubbing his hands together with glee. Time for a bit of ritual slaughter. He took out a large serrated knife from his jacket pocket and thrust it into Christopher Robin's navel, while the boy screamed in pain and terror. My childhood toys have turned against me, he yelled as Piglet began the dubious task of carving up his face with a blunt razor, and Owl hooted merrily, clapping his wings together in delight. Christopher Robin's torso collapsed limply to the dropping-strewn forest floor, and Pooh began to solemnly intone the sacrificial rites of Satan. Several hours later, Pooh and Piglet joined hands and strolled out of the clearing together. Have you had a nice day, Pooh? asked Piglet. I've had a lovely day, replied Pooh. The End doctor's surgery, not knowing how you got there. I have. And now it's time for a sketch set in a doctor's surgery. Isn't it? 
I can always tell. I'm a doctor after all. I can see through time and space, you know. It's all very well, Doctor, but no. I'm pretty sure it's not that. But how would you know? How would you remember? You need brain surgery. Look, look, look. Just, just take it from me. It's, it's not my memory. Hmm. Wait, wait, I know. Tricky customer, eh? I should have spotted it from the start. You've got heart failure, haven't you? Hmm? Takes out a stethoscope. No, 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 listen, no. No need to feel embarrassed about it. You know, lots of men have trouble getting their heart up. I'll just check your pulse. Pause for a fraction of a second. Just as I expected, abnormally slow. Takes out surgical gloves and a scalpel. If you must, um, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. That's right. No, Doctor. No. Not like this. <laughs> Screams and yelps continue. And continue and continue. And then stop suddenly. about Nick certainly has been and his ventures well they just keep on coming <laughs> here's his months Nick leaves his massive mansion to go and visit his farm the uncle for the first few days the uncle shows him around the farm, showing him the usual things. Chickens, cows, crops, etc. However, it's obvious that Nick is getting bored, so the uncle suggests he goes on a hunt. Why don't you grab a gun, take the dogs, and go shooting? This cheers up the nephew, and off he goes with the dogs in trail. After a few hours, the nephew returns. Did you enjoy it? asks the uncle. It was great, exclaims Nick. Got any more dogs? Bring out the dead, bring out the dead. Not my words, 
your words. But anyway, that's on a different story and a lighter note. Next month's show, what could it contain? Well, that's still up for me to decide. Also joining the ranks of the podcast next month is Elliot, who's seen sense and come aboard Trolley's podcast project after James Ackley and his podcast decided to split up after James was being a whiny twat. Anyway. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a song that has brought the tears to people's eyes, even people who can't cry. Even me, I can't cry, and I cried. Yep. Yeah. So here she is. James Cole, Candle in the Wind. Baron Ron Ribbentrop. 